Welcome to the My New Life Message with Mac McDonald. As a former member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saint, or formerly known as Mormon, Mac converted to Christianity on September 29, 2020, and it has since changed his life. With a love and passion for his LDS friends and the LDS people, Mac's heart is inspired to open the eyes and ears to those friends and members and lead them to the Word of God found only in the Bible. Salvation is only given through Jesus Christ, and it is Mac's passion to lead members and friends to Christ and His road to salvation. Welcome everybody to My New Life. My name is Mac McDonald. This is part three, Accepting God's Grace. As a mortgage lender, I made several relationships that were business, but one was not business, it was a friendship. That friendship was with a guy by the name of Jeff Wazelinski. There was something about Jeff when I first met him that went deeper than just a business relationship. We had a commonality among so many topics, but most importantly, we were great friends. I had a falling out with Jeff a couple years earlier, one that I felt terrible about. As I sat there at my computer one day, going through my Facebook page, I noticed a memory came up that was affiliated with him. It was at that time that I realized how much I missed his friendship, and I chose to send him an email in hopes that he would respond. Not only did he respond, but he also responded with nothing but joy, happiness, and a humble apology. We picked up right where we left off as friends. One night we were texting back and forth while working, and he told me that he had done some research looking into the Freemasons. I asked if he was aware that the LDS faith uses the 33-degree Mason initiatory. I said about 80% is used for what is called the endowment ceremony. I told him that it had changed a little bit here and there, but for the most part, that's where it came from. What would follow from Jeff would be the first time in my life that I ever had a Christian witness to me. Jeff would tell me that that he knew a lot of Latter-day Saints, and they were all good people but he knew that they used other books besides the Bible. And he knew he was saved by the grace of God and nothing of his own works. And that there was no other book needed other than the Bible to learn about Jesus Christ. At that time, I had not officially resigned from the LDS church. What followed from me was a text of rambling where I made it very clear, no offense to Jeff, that I had no doubt the LDS church was not true. I no longer believed... I'm sure Jeff was overwhelmed by my response and had no idea what can of worms he had opened. I wasn't hateful towards the church, but I had bitterness of being lied to my whole life, and all he saw in the text was my expression of that bitterness. Over time, Jeff and I had many conversations about religion and Jesus Christ. One day he sent me a text asking me if I would be like to meet his pastor, Ray McCormick. He told me that his pastor was an amazing preacher and that he could probably answer a lot of my questions. So I took the invitation and we ended up meeting at a small diner in Casa Grande, Arizona. Jeff and Pastor McCormick were already at the diner when I arrived. I hadn't talked to a pastor one-on-one since my mission days. Upon meeting Pastor McCormick, I noticed immediately his kind demeanor, which I would later find he had a sincere love of his fellow man, and those qualities were just a part of who he was. Two things stood out as our conversation started with him. 
The first was I noticed he never said one word about the LDS church, which I found very refreshing. The second thing I noticed about Pastor McCormick was that is what touched me the most. Every question I ask him, his answer always started with, the Bible says. And then he would answer my question right out of the Bible. I couldn't help but notice the one book that I took with me when I left the LDS church with my beliefs was the Bible. And this was the same book he was quoting from to answer all my questions. After several minutes of discussion, he stopped and asked me simply, what is it you're looking for, Mac? My response was simple. I told him I was looking for an epiphany, some sort of sign of what church I should join. Without hesitation, he answered my question by saying, that's never going to happen, Mac. It just doesn't work that way. A little disappointed yet encouraged by what he said, he invited me to start listening in on their weekly Bible study every Wednesday. We were still deep in COVID restrictions and they had just started allowing services on Sunday to meet, but all other meetings were to be done via Zoom. So I accepted his invitation and started attending the Zoom Bible study meetings. I thoroughly enjoyed them. A few weeks went by and then pastor gave me a call and asked if he could meet with me again. I told him that I would love to and asked if I could bring my wife along this time and he was excited to have her there. So we agreed to meet at my daughter's house, which kind of was halfway point between Santan Valley and Casa Grande. On Wednesday, September 29th, a day that I would soon never forget. Pastor started the meeting off with a word of prayer. After some small talk, he asked us if we knew where we were going when we died. My answer was that if we were good people, with good hearts, we would return back to our Father in Heaven. And Cheryl said something along the same lines. At that time, the pastor opened his Bible to Romans 3.23, which reads, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Pastor paused, then asked us if we'd ever sinned. And of course, we all answered yes. Then he confirmed this and added that even a white lie is a sin, as well as lusting in our hearts, coveting other things, and putting other things before God are all sins. And then he asked us again if we knew where we were going when we died. Since there was only a heaven and a hell, we were, and we were sinners. Well, the obvious answer was hell. Pastor McCormick assured us that if you die in your sins, you will go to hell. Then he read Romans 5, 8. But God commendeth his love towards us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And he followed that with Romans 10.13, saying, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Then he quoted a scripture that I had memorized on my mission and knew very well. John 3.16 For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It was then that he asked us if we would like to know for sure that we were going to heaven. Our answer was yes. He said to do this, we have to repent of our sins and promise to put God first in our lives, to worship him and him only. And finally, he asked us if we'd like to do this right now. All three of us, my daughter, Holly, my wife, Cheryl, and myself said in unison, yes. That night, we asked God to forgive us of our sins. And we thanked him for his grace in dying on the cross for those sins that we can be forgiven. We promised to follow him and him only, becoming disciples of Christ. 
And it was at that moment that we received the Holy Spirit for the first time in our lives. Our lives have taken an entirely new direction, one of salvation, one of promise, and one as followers of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I knew I was no longer the sinner that I used to be. And for the very first time in my life, I knew exactly where I was going the moment I died. I was going to return to my Heavenly Father because there, through His grace, I was saved. Over the next several months, we would go to church and meet with Pastor McCormick during the week as often as possible, and he would teach us more straight from the Bible, starting each meeting with a, with a prayer and, just as important, citing straight from the Word of God. About two years after these meetings, I began to get these overwhelming feelings, almost a sense of desperation for all my LDS friends, people who I loved so much. My family members, church leaders, as well as all other major general authorities of the LDS church that I needed to start talking to them and giving them this message of salvation and the importance of turning away from all those doctrines that they thought were true, all those works that they thought would bring them salvation. I had a passion to inform them that none of those works would ever give them salvation, and that the only way to return to our Father in heaven is by His grace and His grace alone, Him dying on the cross so that we could all be forgiven of our sins. That is where I find myself today as I read the Bible and pray to God and thank Him for everything that He has done for me and given me, thanking Him for His life and blood on the cross, but above all, His grace that I will return to be with Him, and I need to get this message to all my friends, to all those who are still LDS, to those doubting the church right now, or even those that have left the church, to spread the word as best as I can, that they all need to repent of their sins, turn away from the false teachings and doctrines they were led to believe their entire lives and turn their hearts to God and His Word and His Word only. I have the Holy Spirit now for the first time in my life, something that I thought was given to me when I was eight years of age, shortly after I was baptized. I realized all the things that I was taught, all my works, tithing, temple, accepting callings, going to church faithfully, reading my scriptures daily, would never bring me salvation. I have been doing it wrong my entire life. The Holy Spirit is a gift from Jesus Christ. He promised that He would leave it with us after He left. And it would be His Spirit, not a separate God, but His Spirit to dwell within us and testify of Him and Him only. The Holy Spirit wasn't something that could help me find my car keys when they were lost, or my wife's wedding ring if it were to ever be lost, or give me a good parking spot at the local mall, the Holy Spirit does one thing and one thing only. It testifies of Jesus Christ. And it's only by reading or hearing His Word that you will feel the Holy Spirit. But you must accept Jesus Christ and repent of your sins before you can receive the Holy Spirit. What is going to follow are several messages, things that I have learned through prayer and study of the Word of God. It is with the Holy Spirit I want to testify to all members of the LDS Church, past and present, including my friends and family members, of the truthfulness of God's Word, and that salvation only comes through Him and His grace, and that we must read from His Word and His Word only. 
This is not going to be an anti-Mormon tirade. There's plenty of that information out there if you want to find out about the church and its history and why these things aren't true. I don't need to be spending my time giving you information that you can easily find elsewhere. Information that leaders have told us to stay away from our whole lives. Members past, present, and future, those who don't believe, those who are searching in the church for answers, all need to turn away from the false teachings of the LDS Church. My prayer every day is that through these messages you will realize the truth that is in the Bible, and the Bible only. Repent of your sins, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and understand that by His grace alone you will be saved. This concludes Part 3, Accepting God's Grace. I hope you enjoyed this three-part message of my life as a Latter-day Saint and transition to Christianity. Next week's message is one close to my heart, the Holy Spirit versus your conscience. The moment I realized the LDS Church was not true, I looked back on all the moments in my life where I felt the Holy Spirit was witnessing to me the truthfulness of the Church, only to realize it was all based on lies. Understanding the role of the Holy Spirit, now those moments in the past, I can make sense of them. I hope you tune in. Thanks for listening and have a very blessed day. Thank you for listening to today's message. For more information, or if you would like to meet with Mac McDonald, send your request to mac at newlifecasagran.com. Again, thank you for listening to today's message.